Good morning, everybody. I hope we're all having a wonderful day today. Before I jump into this week's episode, I just want to say happy holidays to us all. It doesn't matter which holiday tradition or tradition you practice, happy holidays. I hope we all have a responsible and safe but fun holidays. So this week's episode comes to us from Simon. Simon and his husband Eric decided to get away this Hanukkah and decided to just treat themselves to a vacation up in the mountains of Werewe. Although unfortunately it didn't go as planned. But before we get into today's episode, let's hear a word from our sponsors. My husband and I want to do something different this Hanukkah. Instead of just giving each other gifts, we decided to go on vacation. And on the last day of Hanukkah, we'd meet up at my family's house and enjoy the rest of the holidays. We heard about this really nice historical mining town up in the mountains. You could go for a few days and stay in an actual cabin that the miners used to live in back in the 1800s. It was surrounded by beautiful nature, there's a nice ski trail if you know how to ski, and from time to time there are historical tours if the weather's nice. Just a place to kind of get away and get back to your roots, you know? A way to really ground yourself. My husband and I just got done packing our duffel bags. And I looked at him. Did we feed the fish? Yes, he replied. What about the cat? Yes, he replied. Did we forget anything? No, he replied. Are we ready? Yes, he replied. We didn't feel too bad about leaving our cat and our fish alone for a few days. We were going to have a friend come on over and feed them. Um, and obviously they could take whatever they want from our fridge. I think that's just fair. So I let Eric drive just because he loves these long drives. And I don't like them as much as he does. So I didn't want to be greedy and take that away from him. Uh, tis the season, right? So... It took about two hours for us to drive up the mountain, and it wasn't a bad drive. The road is actually very clear, and it's something that they advertise in their brochures. They talk about how the sun is directly over the path. No matter which position the sun is in, it's always directly over the path to get up and down the mountain. So even when it snows really badly or there's ice, Usually the sun will take care of that and the first thing to be cleaned up are the roads that lead up the mountain and down the mountain. So they use that for their brochures and I think it's really informative and just really awesome. So we finally got, got to the top of the mountain and the first thing that greeted us was a huge sign that said welcome to Werewee's historical mining town. And essentially, in the 1800s, a bunch of miners came up here to mine for gems, gold, so all that stuff. And they would have these towns up here that were used for the miners. And even today, you could still find some entrances to mines, but they're restricted and you can't really go in there. But, you know, we're going to try to look for some, but we're going to keep it on the hush hush, you know. Uh, so the second thing we came across was this really big barn looking building and essentially that was the check-in area so we drove on in there and we checked in uh, we got the keys to the cabin and we were told to leave our cars there we were able to take our car keys if we want but we were just leaving the car there and the reason for that is so that the car doesn't get covered in ice or snow or anything like that and pretty much our cars are safe 
So we got to the cabin and essentially these cabins are just renovated. They're kept the exact same design as the original cabins, just renovated. So we finally got in. Wow, this is really nice, I told Eric. Yeah, better than the pictures online, he said. We started to unpack and just kind of putting everything away. And I can feel Eric looking at me. And I looked over at him, and he was leaning against the wall. You ready for our plans, he said. Depends on what plans exactly. Why don't you remind me again, I told him. Our plans include, but are not limited to, lighting up a joint, going for a walk in a beautiful snowy nature, coming home, making dinner. After that, we sit in front of the fireplace, make s'mores while we down a large bottle of wine. What do you think? That sounds absolutely perfect. So after we were done unpacking, we grabbed said joint, grabbed a lighter, and we walked out and just enjoyed the nature. There wasn't that much snow on the ground, but it was predicted that it was going to snow tonight. So we were just excited about it. We were waiting for it and we were just out there trying to light a joint. But if you've ever tried to light one when it's really like moist outside, like moist air, good luck. It took forever. While we went for a walk, we tried just lighting the joint. Careful. I'll keep watch out, I told him. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's illegal, Eric replied. Still, I don't want everybody knowing our business. Okay, we're over here trying to get high like a bunch of sinners. Oh, what are you talking about? You always go back to that sinner's thing. Is there something you're not telling me? He replied. You mean despite the fact that you're a sinner right now? Then suddenly, we were able to get the joint lit. Finally, yes. You got it. Quick, take a hit, take a hit. Eric took a really deep hit and held it for a little bit. Okay. I don't know what to do. We used to smoke all the time at college, okay? I don't need you to tell me how to do this. <laughs> I know, I just want to make sure we get that primo light going, you know what I mean? We walked around for a little bit, and even though it wasn't snowing outside, there was still some snow on the ground. Not a lot, but some snow here and there. I made sure to step in it just because I missed the sound of snow, and occasionally would throw a snowball at Eric when he wasn't looking. At some point, we started to feel the effects. Do you think trees can breathe? I asked Eric. Wait, what? He replied. Like, do you think they can have a consciousness? I mean, they are living beings, right? I guess maybe they do, but I don't know. I didn't go to school in the forest. I went to school in a real school with people and books. <laughs> what are you talking about? After that, we both just started laughing hysterically, despite the fact we were trying to hide the fact that we were high. We got home and went straight to the kitchen. Wait, so wait, what are we making again? Eric asked. What? I replied. Turn off the music, what are we making again? Uh, we're making quesadillas. Okay, but let's make some bomb quesadillas, not like the lunch lady BS. Dude, lunch ladies are cool, Eric replied. You're cool, I replied. The snow outside is pretty cool, Eric replied. 
We got out a bunch of ingredients that we had and made some chicken quesadillas out of a pan. I let Eric cook just because I know that he likes cooking and I'm not the best cook in the world so I just let him cook. But we were cooking and at this point we were starting to sober up. We ate the quesadillas and then we went and started the fireplace. It's really nice because the cabin actually provided firewood for the fireplace as well as instructions on how to use it as if we've never used a fireplace before. I mean, I haven't, but still, what if somebody has? Anyway, we were starting the fire and I did the fire just because I like starting fires. Anyway, so we lit the fire and at this point we were sobered up, but then I saw my hero walk out of the kitchen with a large bottle of wine that we would soon after opening consume entirely. We made s'mores and we just drank wine all night and I wasn't sober anymore. Somehow we managed to finish the s'mores before the wine and we still had some wine left but I rest my head on Eric's shoulder. This is perfect, I said. It is, huh? He replied. This was a really great idea. I agree. It was really nice just being able to get away from everything and just be with you, he replied. It is nice, huh? Just you and I. It really does seem like this was long overdue, Eric said. You know, this holiday season feels right. I'm glad we could just spend it together. Eric grabbed the bottle of wine and to Hanukkah, he said as he took a chug. I grabbed it after him to Hanukkah, and I continued to chug. Eventually, we finished the wine, and by this time it was dark outside. Eric and I decided to just go to bed, and we couldn't wait to see how much snow was going to be out there when we woke up in the morning. It was really quiet that night, and the only sounds we could hear was just from outside. It was just really windy, but I woke up because I heard heavy footsteps coming from outside the room. I didn't feel Eric get up, but he probably just got up to get a glass of water or something. <sighs> Babe, you didn't wake the neighbors. You want to try to be more loud next time? That was you, Eric replied. Wait, what? We both jumped up and I reached for the light while Eric grabbed the remote to use his weapon. That wasn't you? I asked Eric. I thought that was you. I'm, I'm gonna go check the cabin. No, 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 you can't, you can't, I replied. Simon, I need to. Okay, but let me go with you. Oh, no, 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 just stay here, just stay here. No, I'm not gonna let you go by yourself. <sighs> okay, fine, just stay behind me, Eric said. We got up, and I was quickly scanning the room for anything I could use as a weapon. And then I found a candlestick holder. So I just grabbed it, and I went behind Eric. We stepped to the front door, and as soon as he grabbed the handle and twisted it, he slowly opened up the door. But we heard a woman <laughs> crying hysterically outside, and we slammed the door back again. Eric opened the door again and we both saw a woman 
Standing about 15 feet away in the corner of the cabin, she was crying hysterically. Ma'am, ma'am, I, I, are you okay? I think you have the wrong cabin, Eric said, but the woman wouldn't respond. I don't think Eric knew how tightly he was gripping the remote because the TV accidentally came on. The TV scared us as we looked at it and acknowledged it, and then when we realized the situation we were in again, we looked right at her, but this time she was standing five feet away from us. She wasn't crying, she was just standing. She looked like she was wearing an old miner's uniform, and it was quiet for a second. And then all of a sudden she started screaming and it looked like something was biting at her collarbone, and she just exploded in blood that just went everywhere and it got on Eric and I and we could feel the thickness of the blood we could feel it running down our shirts running down our bodies and we could feel the warmth of it even when some landed on our lip we could taste that metallic taste that it gave off we screamed and shut the door and we were just crying for hours still trying to process what just happened eventually before we knew it the sun was up eventually we got the strength to talk what happened to her she just exploded Eric said she looked like she was getting bitten by something she tilted her head and even reached for her neck I replied she did huh I can't explain that, Eric said. I tried to console him the best I could. You stay here, I'm gonna look at the mess. No, 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 don't go, just stay here, Eric replied. Look, I know you're scared and that's okay. I'm, trust me, I'm scared too, but I need to look, okay? I need to see what we're dealing with. Okay, just don't leave, okay? Eric asked. I'm not gonna leave you, I'm just gonna look out. I opened the door just enough to poke my head out, but there was no blood anywhere. What? There's no blood, I told Eric. I turned to look at Eric and there wasn't any blood on him either. Eric couldn't believe what I was saying, despite what just happened, and he looked out too, to see that I was right, and when he looked at me, there was no blood on me, I guess. We had blood on us though, right? Like we were covered in it, Eric asked. Yeah, we were, I confirmed. Then what just happened? Eric asked. I, I don't know. But that happened, right? Like a woman was screaming and then just exploded, right? Like I'm not going crazy. No, you're not going crazy, I replied. She looked like she was getting bitten by something though. Like, what do you mean? Eric replied. Like, I saw it too, but... What, like... I interrupted him. I... I mean, I could be wrong. Okay? But it looked like she reached for something around her collarbone. It looked like there was... It looked like that's where the blood was originating from. Eric thought for a second. You're right. You're right, it... it she looked like she was getting bitten by something, huh? Look, let's just settle down, I said. 
We can't freak out. We need to keep calm as best as we can. Let's just lay down. I'm not falling asleep, Eric replied. I know, and trust me, I'm not either. But I just can't explain this right now. I, I'm still... I can't, I can't even begin to process this. Okay, yeah, Eric agreed. Let's just lay down and stop thinking about this. We tried laying in bed, but the sun was shining through, and even though we had curtains, well, they weren't necessarily blackout curtains, and the sun was still shining through. We need to leave, Eric said. I looked at him. Yeah, let's do it. We began to pack everything, and we weren't really concerned with how neatly they were folded or anything like that. We were just trying to get out of there. We opened the door, but the snow last night, it just snowed so much that it covered half the door in snow. And we were up to our waists in snow. Eric said, Do you think we could still make it down the mountain? I don't think so. There's way too much snow. Eric looked out at the horizon. I'm going to go over real fast and look. I'll go with you, um, I said frantically. We struggled to get out. And once we got out, we attempted to walk on over to this giant digital sign that's posted near the check-in area and essentially this sign will tell us uh, the high for the day the low for the day if we're expecting snow um, stuff like that and if so how many inches of snow and if the road down the mountain is clear or not and of course it said that it was closed Due to being snowed over. What do we do now? Eric asked. I mean, we need to leave. We can't stay here. I can't do that another night. I replied. I've noticed that whenever Eric gets frustrated, he rubs the back of his neck. And I looked at him and sure enough, he was doing that. I know, it left me feeling drained. I feel like as if my psyche was attacked or something. He finished. Yeah, like, I can't explain it, but I feel drained of energy. I don't want to go back to that cabin, I told Eric. I know, but we can't stay out here. The snow is up to our hips. Let's just try to have a normal day, okay? Okay, yeah, I replied. We eventually made our way back to the cabin and we decided to make pancakes for breakfast. We tried to have a normal day and we tried to talk and tell jokes, but honestly, none of us were really feeling like talking too much and we couldn't really enjoy the day. We felt heavy, but at the same time, the cabin felt so empty. After we made breakfast, we cleaned up and ate our food. We didn't really talk too much that day. We just laid in bed and watched TV and just kind of waited for the day to be over. I looked at Eric and he looked at me. 
We both smiled at each other to let each other know that we're in this together, but the look in his eye was just so heartbreaking. His eyes looked glossed over and dull, as if he just gave up. It took forever for the sun to go down, but when it did, it was a bittersweet moment for Eric and I. On one hand, tomorrow, we have a possibility of leaving. But on the other hand, we have the possibility of something like last night happening again. And sure enough, that night, something happened again. I had a dream that night, and I was in the cabin, except it looked like the cabin had the original furnishings. I was standing in the living room, just looking around, and none of Eric and I's stuff was there. It looked like an older cabin, like the original one. I turned around just to get a look at it, and I saw the woman again. She was standing in front of me, still wearing the old miner's uniform. You need to leave. She said, we can't. We're snowed in. You need to run before they come back. What comes back? Nancy's mountains. Something's wrong with them, and they're not real mountains. People have been going missing. We've been hearing noises following us since we came here. This was a bad idea. We shouldn't have gone into those tunnels. Before I could ask anything else, I saw her looking above me as she started turning pale and breathing heavily. Before I could turn around, I heard it, and then she screamed. I woke up at that time, and as I woke up, Eric quickly covered my mouth with his hand. Someone's in the cabin again. It sounds different than last time. At that time, I heard heavy, clawed footsteps in the living room. We need to get underneath the bed, Eric said. Eric and I quickly got underneath the bed, and right in time, as the door swung open, we heard the footsteps get closer and closer. Whatever's in the room with us had weird-looking feet, like it was some sort of beast or something. Heard some growls as it walked on over to the bed. It stood right at the foot of our bed and let out some nightmare sound. Whatever it was turned to snow immediately after, and the door slammed shut. Eric and I were still trying to register what just happened. the bed for hours before the snow started to melt and got us wet. We got out from under the bed and just sat on it. Eventually Eric passed out from not sleeping the night before and barely sleeping this night. I was only able to sleep a few minutes until the sun came up and came through our closed curtains. Eric and I woke up again and we looked at each other. 
Eric had these large dark circles under his eyes and he was pale and so did I. I cried on Eric's chest out of stress and fear. We struggled to get out and checked to see if we were able to leave the mountains again and we saw that sign again. Mountain path closed due to Snowden. Both of our hearts sank and Eric looked at me attempting to joke. Good news is that on the ad for the cabins it said that the road to the mountains is positioned directly under the sun so the road should clear up pretty fast, right? I looked at him and I acknowledged him trying to tell a joke. <laughs> yeah, right? As much as we were trying to make light of the situation, we just couldn't really. It felt so hollow in that cabin and felt so empty. And even though we were trying to have a good Hanukkah, we just couldn't. Eric put his arm around me and we walked back to the cabin. We cooked pancakes again, but we didn't really say anything. After we ate, we just got in bed, laid down, and waited for the day to end. That night, we woke up at 3am by the sounds of some beasts outside. There were multiples of them and we just started hearing people getting killed around us. I looked at Eric and Eric just looked at me with these eyes, these sunken eyes. They just glossed over and faded. And he just put his arm around me and I put my arm around him. And we just laid there listening to the sounds of these beasts killing the people around us outside of our cabin. I couldn't tell you if they were real or not, but at this point, I'm not sure what we could do. There wasn't really much to do, but we just laid there and eventually we heard only one person left and they were being killed as we speak. After that, the sounds just stopped, suddenly. Eric and I were just laying there, and I guess eventually we passed out. I can't tell you when, but we passed out. We woke up the next morning, and I got an alert on my phone from the Werewees Historical Mining Town Cabins. It read, thank you for your patience and our mountains are now clear for safe travel. I couldn't believe it. Finally, this was gonna end. I told Eric and without hesitating, we just got up and we just went to our car. We barely let it warm up and we drove down the mountains. After that, we just went home for two days and didn't do anything but just sleep and recuperate. We spent the last day of Hanukkah with my family and as we were at my mom's house, 
I found out on a local forum that the mountains are very haunted, and that apparently there was a shift of some kind that caused the hauntings to become more overwhelming, I guess you can say. Turns out some really messed up stuff happened in the mountains a long time ago with a group of miners. Reports say that they were attacked by a pack of werewolves or something like that. I'm still processing the information, but I guess other people in the cabins shared a similar experience with the hauntings. Next year, we're just going to go to Hawaii.